Last month, we took a look at the state of Florida recruiting battle, and we're going to take an updated look at it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, like right there. You can find my written work and video work with the whole nine sports and giantscountryofsi.com has more written work. Before even starting today, I just going to ask you to like, subscribe, comment, review, hit the little bell, do that thing, whatever it is. Just, yeah, let's do Let's get into today's content. Um, if you if you watched the last one or if you paid attention to the last one, it came out on, I believe it was July 11th. Um, we took a look at how things changed. Florida, for example, was uh, 20th in the country at the time and terms of overall recruiting class for 2023 their highest ranked recruit was eugene wilson the third and it is now that they are the 13th ranked recruiting class in the country their highest ranked recruit is aiden mizell so still at the same position but a different player a much faster player um as he even said in the youtube comments from a video that was like two weeks old um so there's that no five stars for Florida, uh, 14 four stars, Blue Chip Billy, and two three stars. There's 16 total commits, so the 14 four stars is something that is just a ridiculously efficient clip is what I'll call it. That's what I'll say that that, that Billy Napier is shooting right now because that is just – that is honestly just just incredibly impressive, especially when you consider that we were just, we're just a few months – removed about a month and a half removed from people going can this coaching staff get it done can, can billy napier get it done on the recruiting trail because you know we heard all these things about him being such a phenomenal recruiter but it just hasn't happened and then it happened because recruiting does not happen overnight it happens i mean overnight overnights 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 uh, but, but it has come to fruition. And then Miami is the next one. Miami was 10th in the nation, now 8th in the nation. Their highest-ranked player is still the IMG product offensive tackle, Francis Molly Goa. Um, Florida was in the final running for him as well, but no dice for UF there. Uh, he committed to Miami, and he is the only five-star commit so far for Miami. Um, I say so far because I can easily see them getting more. So there's that. Um, Miami has 17 total commits. Eight of them were four stars. Eight of them were three stars. And look, I I think the thing that people kind of lose sight in the whole Florida versus Miami versus Florida State recruiting battles is just like having hate for people and not necessarily taking a step back and looking at it. And I've seen this a lot between both Miami and Florida fans. We're like, Florida fans are just... Miami's buying their commits. 
which isn't true. Um, I mean, they're definitely like giving these kids NIL money. That That's definitely it. But like, it's not like every commit is for that reason. Uh, people need to kind of accept that where it's like, yes, there are going to be players that will take a, you know, that they'll go to a school that they prefer less, but they're going to make more money. That happens in the NFL. That happens everywhere. You take, you if you're a money chaser, you chase the money. And that's what happens a lot. Um, but it's not like every kid that goes to Miami is doing that. Miami's still Miami. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a fantastic job. Mario Cristobal is obviously doing a great job recruiting. I will praise them. I will praise Alex Dono with Locked On Canes. Uh, as much as I hate them and they suck, I'll say that. They've always been great off-season performers. Do it in the regular season or the postseason for once. How about that, Miami? That's, I'm just, 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 just throwing that out there. Uh, just going to let you know that. Next up is Florida State. My cat's looking at me like I'm a lunatic right now. Florida State is next. They were 34th in the country the last time we did this. They're still 34th in the country. Now that we're doing this again, um, in almost a month, they're 34th in the country. They've added commits. They've lost commits. Keldrick Falk was their highest-ranked commit last time, and he is still their highest-ranked commit. They had zero five-stars last time, still zero five-stars this time. Miami is the only school of the big three in Florida that has a five-star. Um, the only school in Florida with a five-star, actually. Not just not just uh, of the big three, just any school in Florida. Uh, so there's that. Um, no five-stars, like I said, for Florida State. Six four-stars, five three-stars, and one guy who is not ranked yet, which isn't surprising. Um, that happens for a lot of reasons, uh, whether it's reclassification. It's just, you know, he hasn't been put on boards yet. That we, I mean, Florida fans... Saw it with Tyree Patterson. Tyree Patterson was like an unranked kid when Billy offered him, and then he got ranked, and it, it became this whole thing. Um, so that happens all the time, so that's not necessarily something to be concerned about. Um, but Florida State, yeah, uh, they're clearly the worst of the big three Florida schools right now in terms of just putting together a productive 2023 recruiting class, which isn't surprising, just, I mean... <sighs> I, I'm trying not to just like bash them incessantly because I do like all the lockdown Seminoles guys as well. Uh, but Florida State's just not an interesting school lately. That's that's what it is. It's interesting in the sense that it's like it's peculiar how quickly they fell off the face of the earth. But they're just you know they've consistently had a terrible offensive line. They've consistently had terrible play from a lot of key positions. It's like, well, what what's the allure there? Um, it's not just being in the state of Florida, because you can go to Florida, you can go to Miami, you can go to UCF is more enticing than Florida State right now. Mike Norvell could probably would actually it's also weird because Mike Norvell, when I think of him and his offense, I think of an offense that offensive linemen project well from his scheme to the NFL, to modern NFL schemes. But he can't get a lot of high-ranking offense. He's got Lucas Simmons, which we'll see if that one follows through. But but he can get a couple of these guys, but he can't build this strong offensive line, you know? And, and that's kind of, um, I believe I used the word peculiar before, and I, th- I think that's the way that I still feel about it as far as just Mike Norvell's presence uh, in, in Tallahassee. Um but uh, I'm not going to complain about it. I'll say that. I'm not going to complain about Florida State sucking. That's always a fun thing to see. 
We're about to talk about the overall classes broken down by position, but first a quick word from LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. If you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, highly, highly, highly recommend it. There are simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hopefully hire. And almost, almost, almost 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every single week. That's that's kind of a lot of people. I'm just saying that. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash Locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, we kind of did this last time um, again, which we looked at the overall classes in terms of positions. Uh, What positions you have, what positions you don't have, where you're lacking, where you should add people, stuff like that. Uh, Florida, of course, has a quarterback, a running back, five wide receivers, two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, one edge, and four defensive backs. And I feel like when you look at that position group, you go, okay, they've got a QB, they've got a running back, they've got plenty of receivers, they've got plenty of DBs. They really need offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and linebackers. I think those are the three biggest things where you go, Florida's missing out. Because even you, you you could look at tight ends, which we'll talk about in a second, but Miami has three of them. But you can even look at tight ends and you go, do you need to add them? Because, I mean, obviously every recruiting class is different. Every roster is different. But is tight end really a position that you need to add year in, year out right now, especially with Billy Napier's approach to it, where he's added, you know, Hayden Hansen, uh, who's a, big time friend of the pod now, um, three-star tight end where he projects like he's going to find a role in this offense and be able to consistently participate. So Billy Napier is kind of trying to find a tight end that could fill a role and, and do that role. And that's kind of it, which you can, you can do later in the cycle. You don't need to prioritize it, especially because Florida has so many tight ends that are likely going to carry over to next year's roster. It's like you really don't need to prioritize tight end. You do need to add linebackers because your linebackers are one old, two, not great. And you got to add someone. I mean, in the state of Florida, there's a lot of talented linebackers. So you've got to add some people and offensive linemen. This is a Florida Gators coaching staff that is supposed to be very good at not just recruiting, but adding offensive linemen. And we've yet to see that. So that's um, that's a bit concerning so far we won't say it's a red flag right now but it's 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 a yellow flag right now there's definitely a little cause for concern there looking at miami two quarterbacks one receiver uh three tight ends four offensive linemen one edge rusher three linebackers two athletes that don't have positions yet but it's expected that stafford will be playing corner and washington will be a receiver running back hybrid offensive weapon gadget type player whatever you want to call them um, that's what Washington will likely play. So when you look at this one, you go need receivers. You need, you need to add wide receivers. I get it. You have three tight ends. Unless you're moving one of them to wide receiver. I doubt you're going to go 13 personnel every single play, which is one running back, three tight ends, one wide receiver. So I doubt you're going to do that. Um, 
but that's what your offense is right now uh, with one of your quarterbacks playing running back, I guess. So that's what we're looking at. Offensive line, they've obviously knocked out of the park. And Mario Cristobal will always, always, always be a successful recruiter along the offensive line. That is something that he will thrive on. And his coaching resume points to that. Like that, it, it points to that he can add offensive linemen, and it points that he can develop offensive linemen and get them into the NFL. He's done that quite a few times. I mean, even in recent years, Oregon's had Panay Sewell with the Detroit Lions, Shane Lemieux with the New York Giants. They've had Calvin Throckmorton, went undrafted, went to the Saints, stuck around. He's been there for a bit. So even in the past couple of years, and I'm sure there's guys I'm missing. That's literally just the first thing that came to my mind. But Oregon consistently produced offensive linemen. Miami is going to consistently produce offensive linemen. My concern for Miami, I think, right now is just not having people in the front four and not having corner or not having defensive backs, not even just corners, but defensive backs, because yes, you have staffers expected to play corner, but and yes, you know, you're in a conference where you can kind of get away with some teams not being able to throw the ball so well. But when you get to the elite of that conference, if you get to that conference championship, you're going to need to have to stop passing. And yes, right now the players on roster can do that, but you've got to continue to add people who can do that. Because, I mean, defensive back group to me is probably third most important um, recruiting-wise. It's quarterback, offensive line, defensive backs, I think is how I'd put it. Uh, so I think you got to add people because that's a place where kids are always going to transfer. Kids are always going to – like there's always going to be kids that don't pan out. There's always going to be kids that surprise you. And, you, I mean, you could at any time have six defensive backs on the field. So you've got to continually add talent into your roster. Um, Miami hasn't done that so far in the defensive back room. We'll see – if they could do it, uh, they should probably also add a running back at some point. Florida State, the only school of these three without a quarterback because uh, they 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 thought they had it in the bag with uh, Brock Glenn, I think his name is. Sorry, I'm blanking off the top of my head real quick. Uh, but he committed to Ohio State. So whoever, whichever quarterback committed to Ohio State about a week ago, that's who Florida State was targeting. And when they had Chris Parson committed last time that we did this, we know that Florida was talking to Chris Parson right before I recorded. Uh, I believe conversations have since stopped since the reason that he decommitted from Florida State, according to his father, was that, you know, Florida State should have been happy with the quarterback they had that actually wanted to be there. Um, and so Chris Parson decommitted. That's, uh, that, that's what Florida State's doing at quarterback now. They don't have one. Kind of, kind of uh, screwed the pooch on that one. They do have a running back committed. They have two receivers, two offensive, two offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, one edge, and two DBs. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious for Florida State. The most important thing you have to do is add a quarterback because I think that if you continually struggle to add a quarterback on a team where you already don't have great quarterbacks, I think you're looking at. Losing on some of your higher-ranked commits, your Keldrick Falks, your Lucas Simmons. I think you're losing out on some of these top guys because guys want to win. Um, and especially top guys. Like a lot of top guys, they're confident in what they can do, but they want to win while they also dominate. Um, 
And Florida State is not really a place where they're going to give their players that opportunity just simply due to the fact that they don't have a quarterback. And it's like, well, if you don't have a quarterback and your quarterbacks on roster aren't great already, what's the allure of coming to play for you? And I think that Florida State's going to run into that issue sooner rather than later if they don't address that. We're about to take a look at the in-state head-to-heads. First, a quick word from Bet Online because if you think the Florida Gators will win seven or more games like myself and like actual smart people, take the over. If you think Florida will win six or less games like a big dumb dummy, take the under. Right now on Bet Online, the Gators' win total is set at six and a half. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years now. I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much. It's got baseball, basketball, football, hawker, hawker, hockey, soccer, um, table tennis, darts, uh, snooker, I believe is the name of that sport, cricket, uh, tennis, which is dead to me. You can bet on politics, reality TV, award shows, economics, uh, aliens invading. You can bet on anything with Bet Online. So, Check out the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we are taking a look at some in-state head-to-heads. There are less, uh, I don't want to say less, actually. There are less tightly contested, maybe is the way I'll go with it, uh, battles than last time. But we get to go a little bit more in-depth on some of them. And then that's the fun part. And I'm doing this the same way that I did the entire show here. We go on Florida, Miami, Florida State. Is what it is. Um, Andy Jean is the first one that we're going to talk about. Florida, obviously. He had offers from all three schools here. Uh, he committed to Miami in late January of this past year. So with the new coaching staffs. Committed to, Janu- committed to Miami in late January this year. Decommitted in March about two weeks after he took a visit to Florida, uh, he remained uncommitted. He remained taking visits. Miami remained in play. Uh, and then Friday Night Lights came, and Andy Jean went to Florida, went to Gainesville for Friday Night Lights, uh, went to Gainesville for Grill in the Ville, and then he committed later on that afternoon to be a Gator. So late July, I believe it was July 30th, is the exact date that Andy Jean committed to Florida. Aiden Mizell, uh, he had an offer from Miami, but he was always a heavy Florida lean. There was no surprising thing there. Uh, I feel like that was maybe, like, like yeah, I'm sure Miami was interested in him, but Aiden Mizell was always a Florida kid. Um, and again, by Florida, I mean Gators, not just the state. Jakeem Jackson committed to Florida. He had offers and official visits with both Florida State. I'm sorry, not, not official visits. He had offers and visits with both Florida State and Miami. But, of course, he picked Florida, I believe July 28th was the exact date. Jordan Castell had an offer and visit with Florida State. Um, He, of course, committed to Florida on July 30th. With Jordan Castell, I see at least one visit with Miami, but I did not see an offer. Um, Again, that could just mean that he wasn't. That could mean that he wasn't offered. That could mean that he was offered and just, you know, never said that he was offered and it never hit media or anything like that. Um, I I mean, obviously, more likely, I think that he... Actually, I don't even know. I'd say it's 50-50 because it's like, I feel like since it never came out, it's more likely that he didn't commit to Miami, that he didn't get an offer to Miami. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like they would have offered a a four-star safety, right? seems like like a four a four star in state kid 
feel like you have to offer him. But, hey, whatever. Um, I'm not going to get hung up on that detail. Malik Bryant is next because we're obviously shifting to Miami now. Um, came down to Florida, Miami, and Bama. He had a commitment date set, but he pushed it back at the last minute. I believe it was July 23rd at 5 p.m. He was supposed to commit. He then pushed it back. Didn't say till when, but he just he pushed it back. Um, there's a whole bunch of rumors still about that, whether it was, you know, he was leaning Miami the day of and Florida came in with a late push that caused him to delay. Uh, there are rumors that he was leaning Florida and Miami came in with a late push to cause the delay. Um, I, I, I don't know what the truth is about what happened or why it happened, but my belief is that he was going to commit to Miami had he committed on July 23rd. I don't know what happened that caused him to push it back five days. I think it was. Right, five days. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was five days. I'm pretty sure it was like later that week that he committed, um, if I'm not mistaken. So I I don't know what happened with that one, but I believe it was always Miami. I said that on air multiple times. I believe Lee Bryant was going to Miami uh, as much as I thought he should have gone to Florida. Uh, I believe he was going to Miami, and I, nothing changed that. Maybe he got a little jitters, or maybe Florida came in with a late push, but ultimately he ended up a cane. Uh, Raul Aguirre, or Aguirre, um, not sure which way exactly he pronounces it, but Miami, another one with Florida, whose linebacker recruiting has been atrocious with Jay Bateman. Just throwing that one out there. Uh, Florida was in the running for the player, but he ended up with Miami. Tommy Kinsler committed to Miami, and of course he's one that Florida fans all know. Uh, he committed to Florida, then about two weeks later, decommitted from Florida after a visit to Miami. Um and at that point, I'm told, Florida stopped pursuing Tommy Kinsler and stopped recruiting Tommy Kinsler. I've said it before. Uh, I'm not I'm not bashing the kid. I'm just relaying information. I was told, even before the Florida commitment, um, I was like, look, I was told that this kid is a quote-unquote head case. Um, do with that do with that what you will, but we do know that Florida has backed off of recruiting kids like Tommy Kinsler and Peyton Kirkland due to any character red flags that they see. So maybe that's what happened with Tommy Kinsler. He then committed to Miami. I'm honestly not sure it took him so long to commit to Miami, um, considering it seemed like it was like Miami or Florida, and we know that Florida was not pursuing him anymore. Connor Liu from Miami, he had an offer from Florida State, but he never took a visit. I didn't see an offer from Florida, um, but there's that. Uh, so again, I'm just going through everybody that has it. Samuel Singleton from Florida State is a, a bit of an interesting one. For Florida, he took two unofficial visits to campus, but I haven't found any reports of an offer. So, I mean, we're going back to, I guess, um, I forgot, I forgot who, Jordan Castell. We're going back to Jordan Castell with this one where it's like, well, we, we have a visit. We don't see an offer, although, again, it's like, well, this is a four-star running back, and we know that Billy Napier wants to add running back talent. So, like, it seems like they would have offered him, but if they did, it never come out. It never came out, so there's that. Miami had an offer on uh, Samuel Singleton from 2020. I have no idea <laughs> if the current staff reaffirmed that offer that offer or kept that offer or whatever you want to call it um 
I have no idea if that's true. I didn't see any report about reaffirming an offer or, or saying that they're going to maintain their offer. None of that. Um, so, so, so there's that for the in-state head-to-head battles that have gone that have happened since we last recorded this on July 11th. Thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference in, I mean, really, and with the best university. And at the University of Florida with Chris Gordy of Sports 790 and Lockdown SEC for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work and video work with Whole Nine Sports. Find more written work with GiantsCountryOfSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.